Yeah. That's it right there. Check, check. Yeah. 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 You, you got it? I can't. I, yeah. Okay, you good? It was that line, the okay. top line there. Okay. Plugged right. in. Crisis averted. Good job. You're the tech support today, too, with Alex. I just did the theme a jig. <laughs> <laughs> Superintendent Chuck Perry. Good afternoon. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest in just a second, but if you're wondering where our normal host is, Greg Spencer, he was feeling a little bit under the weather, so you've got the B team today. Um, I've got uh, Chase Elkins with me here, and I'm Tara Thompson, and our special guest today is Derek Blackburn. Hello. Derek, tell us what your title is. Executive Director of Student Services. Okay, and what all does that encompass? Well, at Uh, basically, it's going to be safety, security, health, uh, discipline. Uh, I work also with the JOM program and our ROTC program. Okay. So you just sit around and don't, don't do much every day. Is that Safety, true? security. <laughs> I, I get a phone call every now and then. <laughs> and uh, you've been around BA quite a long time. Yeah, we're looking at, uh, I think I'm going on 28 years now. BA grad, your mom and dad both taught here, dad's head football coach. Yeah, that now you're really dating me. Yeah. <laughs> Way back, um, mother was actually in the district for over 28 years as well before she retired. Yeah. Uh, my dad ended his career for Tulsa Public, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, I graduated in 1990, and uh, my sister graduated in uh, in '86. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I've got a long um, long high history here. Former high school principal. Uh, yes, I served as high school principal for three years. And I was assistant principal for eight mm-hmm. before moving to the Education Service Center. And uh, I've raised my kids here in Broken Arrow, three daughters. Uh, two have graduated and one will graduate this year. But most importantly, he's a grandpa. Yes, yeah. new, new grandpa. That's right. All that gray hair just happened today. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us today, Derek. We are excited to talk about a new program that's come into the district. It's already here, actually, as of the airing of this podcast. It's called Tiger Connect for the community that might not have heard of it. And so we're going to throw you a softball for an easy question, and then we'll give you the hard questions toward the end. Um, And both of you, just feel free to answer as you want to. But what is Tiger Connect? And tell us, where did this idea for this program come from? Well, I'll jump out there and say the idea um, originally was from Mr. Blackburn, uh, something you had seen in some other school districts and knew that we had a need for that in BA and something that you know, he kept pushing for and advocating for. And um, I think the answer was that no, it was not now. And we had to wait a little bit to find the timing right, the funding was right. And uh, took off from there. So um, describe a little bit about where you first heard about it. Well, um, I guess the best way to say it is part of my job is dealing with discipline. And as I've been looking at the behaviors of just across the board um, and statements from our administrators and obviously talking with Mr. Perry and Ms. Dias in regards to what are other solutions could we possibly have. And so that kind of put me down the path of looking out there to see what other programs were taking place in other areas and specifically wanted to go kind of outside uh, of uh, our, our area uh, because 
we're so used to being what's going on maybe in the Tulsa area that we actually went into Texas and to Arkansas to see what kind of programs they are running. Uh, from there, we just kind of came back, and that was like an exploratory group. Uh, reported back to Ms. Dias and uh, uh, Mr. Perry in regards to some possible options. And I think that kind of planted the seed as far as, far as possibilities. And then from there, uh, as we continue to have additional discussions, and Mr. Perry, um, you came to me and basically said, I think I want to explore going further mm -hmm. with this. And so uh, that's kind of how it spawned or started. It's good. Um, we've talked a lot about you know, an environment in a classroom where uh, teachers can teach and students can learn. And um, we've talked about there needs to be order and structure in a school. And that does not need to mean we need to be heavy handed, but to create a place that's safe and um, creativity, fun can happen. It's a peaceful environment in both in the hallways and classroom it takes some amount of structure to happen. And we've talked a lot about that and the importance um, of that. And it's not to punish kids, but we're looking to, um, again, create that. It, it's a vibe. It's a culture. It's when you step in a building and, and you, you want to feel a place that uh, is like home where it is peaceful. And uh, I, I think that's where a lot of these discussions came out of that. We've got to do some, we've got to do school differently than we've done it in the past. And I think the name in itself and the whole is the connect part. It, not only we were seeing the behaviors with our kids, but we also had parents reaching out saying that they were at their wits end, mm -hmm. that they needed assistance. So the program really is designed to not only provide that support for the site, to work on the child's behavior so that they are more successful down the road, but also provide that, that connection or bridge with parents and getting them more services as they are trying to figure out uh, working with young ones. Mm -hmm. um, as we stated earlier today, there's none of us are given a guidebook on our child. Mm -hmm. and so therefore we have to figure it out and it can be difficult. Uh, so this is an opportunity to, again, we think provide all those multiple sports across the board mm -hmm. without just, just sending a student home and hoping that behaviors will change when they come back. So what's a typical day in Tiger Connect uh, look like? And so, how's it different than a regular classroom or school setting? Yeah, it's a great question. So. Um, for Tiger Connect kids, they're coming to this. Their day is going to be structured a little bit differently. Uh, this is not a boot camp. This is also not a day camp. So with that, we work on, on structure. We work on the academic component. Half their day is academics. The other half is working on behaviors, working on coping skills. How do you deal with your anger? How do you express it appropriately? Um, and it's really just providing that additional guidance. Um, we purposely knew that our people... Um, could definitely take care of the academic piece of that and also providing supports. But we also thought bringing in family and children's services or an outside therapy group to provide that additional uh, um, social emotional component that our kids are needing or wanting. Uh, with that, that is also expanded out to our, our parents if they want to take advantage of that as well. And it, again, going back to the name, we're just trying to make those connections with the kids. Um, the schools that send the children over to us, it doesn't mean that they are not connected anymore. The expectation is that they are coming over and still ch checking on those kids. Are, th are these juniors and seniors in high school that are? Great question. <laughs> um, so with this pilot program, we've, we're concentrating primarily on our elementary students. Um, 
as we look at their cognitive ability to, to think through what's going on and their, their coping skills, they're trying to learn who they are. Not that high school kids aren't, but they've got a little bit more of an advancement in that regards. So we looked at the fact that where can we make the biggest difference right now? And we thought with looking at our elementary uh, students that we could help them uh, navigate what school is all about. So hopefully for them to be more successful as they become middle school and or high school students. Because I think mm -hmm. that's a lot of the problem that we get into. Sometimes we um, see these behaviors and they don't manifest to such a disruptive nature until they uh, maybe are in middle school or high school. And then um, a lot of times then it's too late. I'd love to teach them how to self-regulate in the classroom, how to control their emotions at a younger age so they can be more successful down the road. And I think that's the beauty of it is, is getting them, I mean, it's kindergarten through fifth grade. Sure. Yes, that's sir. great. I think, I think it's an investment in our students and starting at that young age, you hit it. I mean, we're hoping to curb some of these behaviors that we're seeing at the secondary level. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about teacher recruitment and retention, yeah. I think this is huge because when we talk about, you know, uh, order in the classroom, uh, if you remove that student temporarily, that allows that teacher to continue teaching the, the 19 other students in that classroom. And our goal, again, is for that student to be able to come back and uh, want to come back and be a part of that classroom where they're productive and um, it's a thing where they're adding their value to that class every day. And I, I, I have great optimism that's going to happen from it. And speaking of teachers, what has been the teacher reception to this program? I know it's a pilot, and, and so right now there's not a lot of teachers that are being affected by it, but what has the response been of this this small select few that we're starting with? Well, I know the teachers I've talked to feel like that's very supportive. However, I know Mr. Perry has gone out to most every site, so he might be better off to answer that question. I, I, I think they're uh, ecstatic would be a, a word. They know we need to do some things differently, and I think – the teachers that are left in the profession today, they're not doing it out of popularity or money. They really do feel a calling to this profession. They feel a calling um, to impact uh, our, you know, our students and their lives um, beyond um, school age. They want to make an impact that they're one of those teachers that you look back on that you, you want to come up and say thank you for what you instilled in me. And so there's some, been some situations over the last couple of years where um, a student that is unable to regulate and assimilate into a classroom environment, it can be disruptive for the teacher, but also the other 24 students in class. And so um, it's, it's dealing with that and so just suspension and, and going home and removing them uh, from school. We feel like this is a great, um, you, you know, way to, to make a turnaround, get a restart um, I think that counseling part of it with family and children's services and the therapy they're going to be able to offer students and even beyond students to families and um, that parent connection and help with some things in the evening, too, because um, we know we need that as, as educators. We need that reinforcement at home, too, that an education is an important thing and, um, you know, supportive of being, I want to say it again, an asset to that classroom and adding to the mix of all the students that are in there. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to point out, our teachers do a great job. This program really is, is coming about because 
even though they have put forth a lot of effort with maybe one in one individual child in a classroom, you're talking about 25 other kids. Mm -hmm. And although they're pouring into them with their, their all their heart, they just don't have the ability to manage 25 students while this individual is struggling themselves. Because the other 24, let's be honest, they all go through their emotional roller coasters up mm -hmm. and down. So the teachers, they're dealing with multiple behaviors in a day. And so when we're looking at an individual that is uh, more routinely having issues and they don't have the ability to pour into them the way that child may need, this is a program that we're hoping to be able to do that portion. Mm -hmm. And then again, help that child transition back to the school, hopefully within the same school year itself, to be more successful. Okay. So we've talked about the programming and the teachers, but let's paint for the audience. What what does the facility look like? Where is it at? Um, you know, you mentioned that it's not a boot camp. And when you say boot camp, I think of, you know, the army when you have to crawl through the mud and go over the, the wall. So what does the facility look like? So uh, Options Academy, uh, which uh, old timers would know is high school, middle school, um, uh, and I say old timers, that would include me. <laughs> uh, um, but anyways, it's located there, which is, which is where our alternative um, program is located for our secondary site, as well as Broken Arrow Virtual, uh, and just some different things that the district is being able to use that facility for. So we identified um, basically a wing that's been dedicated to this, uh, and that wing consists really of four classrooms. With right now, uh, we have up to 10 students that we can serve. Uh, next year, we're looking at to, to uh, expand that out to 20 students uh, and basically in cohorts of uh, kindergarten to second and third through fifth. But since this is a pilot right now, we've got one classroom that's dedicated uh, really across all those grades. Uh, and we're being purposeful in, in bringing them in because as uh, it's this really is working out to be an option right now for parents. Um, but if behaviors continue, it is an, a place where administrators can encourage parents to work with us and work with them to better help their behaviors. Mm -hmm. So it is a pilot right now. Um, the goal is as we finish this uh, this year is to revamp, relook at how we can expand the program and then utilize that other classroom. Now, the other two spaces is basically their office or conference area where therapy can take place, whether it be group or individual. Uh, so there's two individual uh, offices as well as a larger space. And then we also have a calm room. So if a student is having a, a difficult time and needs to go into a, a location where they can blow off some steam and still be provided some supports, but yet not cause a, a problem for the other children, that is a dedicated space uh, for those types of scenarios. And I think Chase has a really cool community story to share about the calm room. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can't talk about Tiger Connect without giving a shout out to Rebecca Olson from Hightower Accounting and Tax, who um, she and I met uh, mid last year uh, just to kind of hear her story. Didn't even know Tiger Connect was even on the table. And, and I heard her story and kind of filed that in the back of my mind. And, and then when we talked about Tiger Connect and what that could look like, I called her back up and and said, Rebecca, you know, I've got I've got something that I think you'd be real passionate about. I didn't get a few sentences in before she said, Yeah, I'm all in. I want to help out. And uh, we got to tour the space uh, with Derek and and Rachel Kaiser, and, and she presented us with a check uh, that day for ten thousand uh, dollars on behalf incredible. of her business. And so and, thankful. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you talk about the calm room and the calming space to to provide opportunities for students, and that really bought. Uh, items to go in the classroom so that those students could calm down. 
and and she was grateful to allow us to put together a wish list of things, and she covered everything and more. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, it goes back to that proverb, it takes a village to raise a yeah. child, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that we're seeing from this Tiger Connect is uh, uh, different people, um, even non-educators, yeah. coming together to try and figure out how do we serve these kids. Um, let's talk a little bit. You've talked program. We've talked facility. What does success look like? You know, we have portrait of a graduate at the secondary level. And so kind of paint that for us at at this level. What does the portrait of success look like at Tiger Connect? Well, we envision we're not going to have 100% a child comes to us and goes back and never has any issues. Mm -hmm. We're all emotional beings. Mm -hmm. We all have scenarios that happen at school. The biggest success for us would be if the site is telling us, and more importantly, the parents are telling us that they have less uh, scenarios of behavior, or they have learned coping skills on how to address and or communicate. Some of this really is coming down to a kid is frustrated and they don't know how to communicate Mm -hmm. that frustration. So it can lash out, and whether it be vocally and or by physical harm. Um, But the biggest success for us is if the side is telling us that they do see a change in this young man or young woman, um, and the parents are Basically, you're, you're stating the same thing. And I, you know, just got back from National Superintendent Conference, and I've heard this from local employers too. And um, this conference had a breakout session of what um, skill set employees will need in the next 10 to 15, 20 years. And the top 10, it was mostly what we could would consider soft skills. Mm-hmm. It's being able to work collaboratively with others and being able to be coachable um, by somebody that is going to make them or challenge them to be the best that they can be. Uh, Maybe it's um, being a good listener, um, thinking through a process. And those are the things we're we're trying to teach these students here at a young age because for one reason or the other, it could be trauma, it could be external uh, factors in their life that are well beyond those that students control um, may have not received on how to deal with those difficult situations. Dealing with conflict, I mean, we all think uh, about two kindergarten kids both reaching for the same toy at the same time, and <laughs> how do you deal with that, and how do you work through that, and trying to teach that, and that may just need a little bit more than a typical classroom setting. I would also say on the academic piece, some children's behaviors will mask where they're feeling frustrated because, for example, reading. I may be really struggling with reading, but if I can mask with my behavior, then you won't pick up the fact that I'm having issues with reading. Mm -hmm. So this program really is going to focus in on that academic component as well to see if if they've fallen back in some areas or areas where we can help them and move forward. So again, working with the frustration piece, uh, as well as identifying if there's any academic weaknesses that need to have uh, additional services. So good. Let's talk a little bit about myths and misunderstandings because this is a new program. Mm-hmm. We're piloting it. I think uh, the presentation that I heard, we've reserved the right to make changes as we go because yeah. we are piloting it. So what are some of the the myths or misconceptions that you want to make sure are not out there circulating about this program? I guess uh, he mentioned earlier about a boot camp setting, um, that it would be a scared straight setting where our staff's going to be yelling at the students all the time. Um, that's not the environment we're looking for. In fact, that's just going to escalate 
a lot of those emotions and behaviors in students. Um, that would be something to along with and our principal at the Options Academy, Shannon Turner, she always stresses that she hates the term. That's where the bad kids go or that's where the discipline. This is not um, what we're trying to set this up for. We're setting this up for students, again, that have um, so many of them have trauma in their life. You find out that backstory and it's just heartbreaking of what some of our kids had to deal with more than I've dealt with being at 55 years old. They've dealt with in a five-year period just some awful things, have seen some awful things. And so um, just trying to help them more than it's not a hammer of punishment. Yeah, and it's, it's not a special education program. Mm -hmm. uh, these, are, these are students that don't qualify for special education or what we would consider to be general education students. Um, it, it is not a, a program, that, like I said earlier, that is going to fix every problem 100%. What it is is it's going to focus on those behaviors and provide tools for those kids, especially as, I mean, we're talking about kindergarten to fifth mm -hmm. grade, so you've got cognitive ability that's very broad between the, those grades and working with those kids and showing them that they can be a mentor for other children. They can learn how to um, do tasks or jobs and gain that self-respect. Um, we don't want it to be a place, though, that they want to come and stay right. either because the goal is to get them back with their, with their other stu the students that they've left um, and for them to move forward with the system and being successful. So it's it's not that example of a day camp, but it also is not so aggressive that it's a boot camp. Right. We're finding a happy, happy medium between providing structure and support at the same time. So summer camp, maybe. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> and I do think it's important to point out to our, our listeners that this facility, while it shares a campus, it does have its own entrance, its own secure entry. And so um, even though there are other programs on this campus, there are not people coming and going in this program all the time. It is very secure um, and we'll ha soon have signage to even improve um, traffic flow there too. So. Um, if a parent is listening or watching and they think maybe Tiger Connect would be good for, for my kiddo, what do they need to do? What are their next steps? So there's a couple of ways that they could reach out, uh, whether it's through their own administrator at their school site and having that, that discussion. Because in all, all reality, I would hope that those bridges have already been established. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just being open and upfront in regards to what you're experiencing at home and just reaching out and saying, what other options do we have? Uh, the other thing is, is if they always have the ability to reach out to myself or Rachel Kaiser. Uh, Rachel, I have, she works with me on the um, uh, social services side of the house. And with that, I have recruited her to be my administrator for this program for the semester. Um, so she is helping me champion this uh, program. So she is available or myself. We're happy to talk to anybody that's interested in the program. But again, I want them to feel, be comfortable, whether it be their counselor at their school site or their administrator as well. And, I, and yes, much credit to Rachel Kaiser and the job that she's done to, to help you get this launch. She's a longtime administrator in the Texas uh, Dallas area and came up here, was a principal at Creekwood Elementary and has moved into a larger role in the district and just has such a heart for for kids, and she's a great fit for over there right now. 
Let me give you a second to brag on your team, actually. Talk about the timeline that you guys have pulled this off in, because it, it's impressive, Derek. Well, yeah, I, I have. there's a lot of people to actually thank. Yeah. Uh, I, we pulled together a committee in the fall and uh, basically just said, guys, I'm going to have to pull you in there every week, and we're going to be meeting to talk about what the structure looks like, uh, how we're going to help these kids curriculum-wise, and as well as the behavior, how do you qualify, Anyway, working out all of those issues of what the program looks like, then there was identifying a location. Um, and, and those things actually were the easier components because the number one thing that we had to do, and as I had expressed to Mr. Perry, the only thing that's going to stop us from starting uh, this program in the spring was the correct hires. And thankfully, we had uh, two individuals in the district already that were super strong and I got a shout out to Mr. Akers over at Rhodes because he actually reached out to me when I told the principals of the program. And he said, you know, I have a staff member you really need to talk to. And that staff member also reached out as well. But hearing that from a principal, knowing that um, we never like to take a, a teacher out of a classroom, especially mid-year. But in this situation, he knew where uh, the district was in need and reached out and told us about uh, Mr. Freemuth in regards to how great he's been doing there and working with students with behavior. And when I reached out to that gentleman, he was more than willing to come over and help us because he understood what the overall goal was. Uh, in addition to that, I grabbed a hold of uh, Mr. Claycorn, who has been uh, kind of a behavior coach at that site as well. And uh, he is uh, Mr. C, isn't, he's always known by the kids that way. Um, he is very loved as well, and so he also saw the need and understood what we're trying to do for the district. So, you know, that's that takes a pretty big hit at one elementary in regards to mm -hmm. two individuals. That was never the design or plan, but that's kind of how it happened. And Mr. Akerst and his, uh, his family there have embraced that and has have worked with us to try to get this up and running. And then we were able to hire a young lady uh, that's come to us outside the district that has a lot of experience with DHS um, and uh, just mental health of children. And so we have a pretty strong core group to get started. And as the program grows, we're going to be continuing to look for people with that mindset that understands that these behaviors uh, although not uh, something we want to see in school, they can be managed and work with and what their primary purpose is. So from fall to February uh, and the program yeah. is launched. It just shows we have some really good people here yeah. in our district. Oh, my right. goodness. That's right. Well, I have two more questions, and they're probably both more for you, but you feel free to chime in, Derek. Um, first, as you know, if our staff members are listening to this, mm -hmm. what are some of the talking points that you want us sharing in the community as people start hearing more about, hey, what's this Tiger Connect program? How can we tell that story? Um, I think two things stick out to me is, one, we want to do school differently than uh ever before. Uh, we want to be a district that is innovative and not complacent and that we are um, adaptive to meet the needs where our students are at. Um, the second part of it is um, we're not, we're, we're dressing it at a young age. We're not just letting it get worse over the years. And if it's unchecked or a student is not being able to, again, control those emotions in a classroom and it just becomes more disruptive. Um, that's not fair for those students in the classroom. And it's really hoping that that student can get the skill set to 
to be productive and to be successful in school. I think they'll enjoy school better. Um, I wouldn't want to come if, if I knew it was going to be uh, a fight every day with just staying in the classroom or not getting in trouble every 10 to 15 minutes. And uh, so I, I think it's doing the school different and it's a, a place that um, we want to address these needs at, at a younger age than ever before. Because I think we've done some things. I've seen other districts, and it's a lot of times it's high school. It's mm-hmm. it's very, and I'm not saying it's too late then, but I think it can be more impactful at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And then last question. I know um, at, at the time of recording this podcast, we're, what, two days into yeah. launching the program. But assuming that it's successful, what plans might there be to expand the program? We've got plans now, and we've got room, and we've renovated a second classroom that we could expand it uh, double the size of the program to 20 students. I think we want to see how this goes, and we don't want to be doing stuff just to say that we're doing it. We want to uh, be purposeful and intentional with our uh, finances, and we're thankful for things such as a bond issue that the patrons uh, pass, and we want to be good stewards of taxpayer money and, and use it in the right way possible. And if this can make Broken Arrow Public Schools a better place, uh, we're going to do it. And I, I think it'd be too early to assess that right now. That's fair. All right. Any final thoughts as we wrap up? You've given us a lot of good information. Well, personally, I just want to thank Mr. Mr. Perry and, and Cabinet and our mm-hmm. board with seeing uh, the need and, and getting behind this because – they realize we serve all kids mm-hmm. and we serve our, our community. And this is another way that a need, it was was starting to become evident. And, and so we're going down that path. Mm-hmm. And we, not, we may not have uh, the manual for this, mm-hmm. but we are willing to step out there and try to do the best we can for our patrons and yeah. our kids. Absolutely. I think our it's, it's hiring people that are going to have, that have the heart mm-hmm. to, to help these students yep. in a unique way. So. I appreciate your work, Mr. Blackburn. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, and when you talk about a district with 20,000 students, you know, we're, we're meeting the needs of students that really need some support, and we're helping the whole family. That's, That's what's right. exciting about yep. this is we're getting the, the parents involved, and, and without the parent support, this does not work. That's right. And so we're, we're catching this at an early age, and uh, when parents are often more involved and in hopes that we're going to see a trend uh, in the future. And I love that the business community has already stepped up. Yes, That's exciting. So, uh, yeah, I think as long as we're making progress each day, we're educating another student, we're moving forward. That's exciting. Would and you I give can... another shout out to Hightower? Yeah, Hightower uh, Accounting uh, and Tax, Rebecca Olson. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And I guess I guess it's worth saying if others are interested in the community and getting yeah. involved, Chase yeah. is the person to reach yes. out to and, yeah. and help you find how to connect. And this is just one program of many that we've got, and we can find a place for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up. Hopefully, we've made Mr. Spencer proud in, in his absence. We, we, we did our best. Shout out to Alex, the student that helped run it yeah, much yeah. of the time, and also Mr. Hurling. Um, and as always, you can find more episodes on AeroVision.tv, Apple Podcasts, and I believe maybe YouTube. one more YouTube, SoundCloud. I, I, for, I didn't get the short list of all the things where they can find all of this, but just go to our website and we can take care of you there. So with that, we'll sign off. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.